stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Please 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 stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon.
stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Yes, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Never looked young in my life. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> well, we're doing we're doing having a good time up here this morning. Why? Because we're in Jesus. When you're in Jesus, you got a good time going. Hallelujah. And if you're not there this morning, get in him. Get to him. Get on with the program. Hallelujah. We're looking, continually looking at the kingdom of God. What, what was that that Jesus came to preach? The kingdom of God. The gospel of the kingdom of God. So that was the most important thing that was on his heart to preach the gospel of the kingdom of God. And that's what God put on my heart back in January. And we've been looking at all kinds of things about the kingdom of God. We were looking at how to live in the kingdom. And that we began to speak the language. The language of the kingdom is the word of God. So we must learn how to speak the word of God. Don't go around speaking what the world's saying. Speak what God says. That's the only thing that's going to bring life. Everything else is going to bring death. And we speak in faith. Faith is very important within the kingdom. It's not what we see, it's what we know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, faith. When then we have the right thinking, we have the mind of Christ, we're going to think like Him. We're going to reason things out according to His mind, not my mind. Because oh, my mind's got all kinds of opinions in it. But his mind is true and knows exactly what needs to take place. And in doing so, we're going to see what is possible with God because all things are possible with him. And in the midst of all of this, in the kingdom of God, the heart of the kingdom is unity. Guess what? If, if your body, spirit, mind, and, and, and body are not functioning together, it's going to be a hard time. You know, uh, if if my uh, little finger decides it wants to go do what it wants to, it ain't going to work. No, my mind's got to tell it what to do. So everything's got to be in unity. And that's very important with people and yourself. Then uh, along with everything else, there's suffering. Suffering. What's suffering? My flesh. <laughs> the flesh. The flesh, the matters, uh, uh, trials that I go through help me to grow. Count it all joy, James says, when you enter into various trials. Praise God. Hallelujah. And then with it all, I think I'll just maybe do it. No, <laughs> that's not it. You've got to have a dedicated effort that you're going to do it. You've got to put your whole self into it that you're going to walk in the kingdom of God and nothing else. You're going to make sure, you're going to get up every morning and say, I'm in the kingdom of God. I'm going to walk according to what God wants for my life and nothing else. That's it, period. So, and then we found out that every kingdom or every country has a constitution, doesn't it? And we looked at the Beatitudes, which I consider to be the summary of the kingdom of God. And we went in great detail with that. And we won't do that this morning. Just look at the Beatitudes and you'll find out how to enter 
how to have true happiness in the kingdom of God. We've got to know that the only way to be happy is in the kingdom. And the Beatitudes, they show us how to enter in, how to function within the kingdom of God to bring true happiness into our life. Not just sometime, not just partial, not just maybe, but all the time. All the time. Rejoicing in the Lord, no matter what. Uh, I know that's difficult because the flesh doesn't want to do that. But the Spirit's going to cry out to Jesus. Hallelujah. So, now, if we got a constitution within a country, what else do we need? President Day, that's me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, no. In other words, if you're living in a country, hey, guess what? I can go as fast as I want to. You know, I can go 100 miles an hour, huh? Laws. Man, we got to have laws in the kingdom. we got to have laws. we got to understand what the laws are to, so that we can best function in the law of God within the kingdom that will benefit our lives. Because that's what God wants. He wants us to do it His way. His way. So first of all, we're going to look at the law of reciprocity. <clears throat> that's a mouthful right there. I had a hard time being able to pronounce that word when I first saw it. And the law of reciprocity, what's it all about? Luke 6, 38. Uh, anybody happen to know that verse? Yeah, everybody knows that verse. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. That's the law of reciprocity. It's, it's there. It's the basic fundamental law that functions within the kingdom of God. And everything is based upon that law. Give, give, give. How about, uh, we'll start off, we're going to look at a lot of scriptures this morning. We're going to look at Genesis 8.22. Genesis 8.22. And I can quote it for you right there. See, see time and harvest. It's forever. That's where it started out. So if you plant a seed, what's your, guess what you're going to expect? You're going to expect a harvest. It's going to take place. That's the reason you planted the seed in the first place. A harvest is going to come. Whatever you plant, that's what you're going to reap. Mm, well, watch out now. Watch <laughs> what you say today. Uh, whatever you plant, that's what you're going to reap. That's the, that's the basic principle ever since the beginning of time Seed time and harvest took place. Hallelujah. So let's go back to Luke chapter uh, 6. And someone's going to read uh, 35 through 38. Because we're going to look at the, the relationship. Relationship. and do good and lend hoping for nothing again and your reward shall be great and you shall be the children of the highest for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil be ye therefore merciful as your father is also merciful judge not and you shall not be judged condemn not and you shall not be condemned Forgive, and you shall be forgiven. Do you want me to read 38 again? Oh, we all know. 
what, what, I'll go on. Give and it <laughs> shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, shall men give unto your bosom. For, for with the same measure that you that you met with all, it shall be measured to you again. So, so I'm going to uh, I'm going to give just a little bit, and guess what I'm going to receive? Just a little bit. <laughs> So this is talking about relationships now. In relationships, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to tolerate you just as best as I can. No, I'm going to love you. I'm going to love you no matter what you do. I'm going to give myself to you totally. Can you can you think of a person that did that? Yeah, but God, God the Father did that. And what did He do? He gave His only begotten Son. He gave his best to to those that were pleasing unto him. No, to those that didn't have anything to do with him, didn't want anything whatsoever to have anything. Oh, he gave his best, no matter what. He wanted everybody to come to know his best. So I'm gonna, in my relationship with you, I'm gonna give my best. Uh, I'm gonna expect. But even if I don't receive anything from you, I'm still going to give my best. That's what God does. He wants to do that all the time. He's going to end up giving his best. So, uh, how about Luke chapter 6, verse 31? Someone, anybody have that? Well, I guess I don't have it. Well, praise the Lord. You're in Luke today. (laughs) (laughs) And as you would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. Oh, mercy. So that I want people to be nice to me, what am I to do? Be nice to them. It's just that simple. I'm going to talk to them the way I want them to talk to me. I'm going to help them the way I want them to help me. I'm going to watch over them the way I want them to watch over me. Whatever... I want people to do to me, I'm going to do to them. That's the way it's, what is that called now? The golden rule. Well, that's what we all know. We've learned that. Oh, hallelujah. So that's what God wants us to do. Do to others, no matter what. Now, how about in Matthew 22:39? Might end up on the back table sometime. No, that's, she's a Luke girl. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. And the second is like unto it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Well good. I'm gonna love my neighbor. See I got I got I got a person living next door to me. I'm gonna love them. Is that all? Who's my neighbor? Who is my neighbor? <laughs> you mean I gotta love everybody? Oh no, I thought it was just a person living next door to me. That's my neighbor. Right. Yeah. It don't work that way all the time, does it? Well, uh, I who, mean, uh, whose fault is it? Well, but, but it doesn't work that <laughs> way. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't in real life. There are circumstances where you know you're going to have to call the police. 
you know, there's some people who just want to be mean to you, ugly to you. And, uh, and, and that's when the kingdom of God gets entered because, you know, uh, you go over there and you be nice to him, he'll just let you have a fist right on the nose. Well, see, that brings and, then, and then it breaks your teeth. And then you call yeah. the police and there goes. Well, There's see, no kingdom. See, that's what bring, brings to mind. I can't remember the guy's name. It was an evangelist in New York City. Uh, and David he, Huh? David Wilkerson. David Wilkerson. He, he ministered in New York City. He ministered to the gangs there. And he... He went. He, he he came up to a leader of a gang, and the guys that ready, ready ready to cut him up in pieces. And he said, "I don't care what you do. You cut me up in a thousand pieces, and every piece is going to say I love you.'" Mm. Guess what? He didn't get cut up because the love of God overcame that. No. Well, you know, I'm just trying to. I'm, I'm just it's saying. It's not that that sweet like you put on, Frank. No, but I'm saying it's not it, that sweet. Life has some. Various some problems that if you present the word of God to someone, yes. that word will overcome them. Okay, now let me let me give you a quick testimony this morning. The way you're talking, I did have a neighbor that uh, tried to burn my house, a neighbor that uh, burned my grass for the period of 17 years. I never retaliated, and then after they moved, he was saved and go to a Baptist church in Athens. Mm-hmm. Now. I did not retaliate for 17 years. I like to have them for lunch. I have no spirit of Jesus in me in those days, but I didn't. And, uh, and then he was saved. He said, they divorced, and he saved. So, yes, I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But in the nitty-gritty of every day, now and then, you're going to have to sort of uh, put some spiritual authority in the midst of the sweetness. You well, know. you can. You can by the fact that you realize that we're going to get into this later on, that everything that I have is not mine. So someone's going to come steal from me that what they're doing is stealing from God. Because everything belongs to Him. We're going to get into that. And, and, and you want, okay, you want, hell, let me give you some more. I mean, huh? <laughs> giving, yeah, giving you a cloak also. Well, you know, Oh, praise the Lord. You know, we, we have a, a great example of that in, uh, in David and Saul. Yeah. You remember in, in, yeah, right. in 1 Samuel 24 and 26, remember that David had two opportunities to kill Saul. Mm-hmm. And he, he couldn't do it. As a matter of fact, in, in, verse, uh, in verse 5 of 1 Samuel 24, it says, Now it happened afterward that... David's heart troubled him because he had cut Saul's robe. He knew in his heart that he'd done wrong. Even though Saul wanted to kill him, he wasn't going to kill the person that God had anointed to be king. He wasn't going to lay hands on him. And eventually, God would put David into the throne. God would take care of him. God took care of the problem. And that's what we need to see is that we, God can take care of the problem better than we can. Right. He can show us love for the individual better than we can in our natural ability. We don't have it. But God's love in us can love anybody. Now, there, I like, we're going to 638 again. Uh, no, I don't want you to read it then. I don't want you to read 638 again. I'm going to give you, 
into uh, the new central version. Okay? The way you give your give to others is the way God gives to you. Yeah, it said men give into your bosom, but guess who he uses? People to give to you. So the way you give is the way God will give to you. Think about that. How you plant, how you react, how you respond to someone. And love, well, God's love is there ready to come to you. If you're going to respond in hate, guess what you planted? A hate seed. Okay. Now, we have, that, that's relationships. Now, what we think about in giving, we think about what? Money, 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 money. Come on now, come on now. All right, well, let's look at that part of it. Let's turn to uh, Malachi chapter 3. Hallelujah. Starting with verse 8. Will a man rob God? I'd like to see somebody come over with a gun and say, I'm going to take all your money. <laughs> no, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, yet you have robbed me, but, but you say, uh, in what manner have we, have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings? Oh. And, and you are cursed with a curse, and you have robbed me. For this whole nation, even this whole nation, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. I remember Rick had me do uh, teach a seminar on this at the Rekindle the Flame one time. I still remember doing that. Because the, the storehouse there is, is, uh, is where you being fed the Word of God. Because it says then, there will be food in my house. What kind of food? The Word. Where's the food? So I can bring tithes and offerings to the storehouse and try me. Now put, him, put me to the test now in this. Says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessings that I have room enough to handle them all and I'll rebuke the devour for your sake. Hallelujah. So, when when can you tithe? When you have money to do so? No. <laughs> he says, give the tithes and offerings. Well, I think I'll, see, I'll wait my bill out here and i got to pay that right there and, and that car payment and that mortgage payment. And then what's left over I'm going to give? No, I'm going to give first. But I can't afford, we can't afford not to. That's what I keep telling people. Even when you don't have anything, you're making $12,000 a year with four kids, what do you do? You're tired. You're tired. You're tired. And I base my life on that completely because I see it working. It may, well, I wait up the next morning, I don't see anything happen. <laughs> well, I get up the next week, I don't see anything happen. Well, I get up the next month, I don't see anything happen. I get up the next year. I don't see anything happen. I'm I feel tired because God's word says bring tithes into the offering. God, I'm not going to rob God. And once you continue to do that, He sees that He can now pour out blessings upon you because you're not depending on money. You're depending on Him. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And that's what's important. 
That's what's over important. I'm not going to depend no more. I'm going to give God first everything that I got. Hallelujah. No matter what. How bad, I don't care if I'm going to lose my home. God's going to take care of me. He's got a nice tent for me to live in. You know, whatever. He can take care of. He's my father. I think my father will take care of his child. He will always do that. How much? I'll do that. I, I, I still do that with my children. I don't care how old they are. Right. <laughs> I still I still want the best for them. How much more my Heavenly Father. Mm. So I depend on that. I depend on my Father loving me even though I'm not perfect. Well, maybe I am, but I'm not perfect. I, <laughs> when I just said maybe I am, that's because I'm not perfect. Cause <laughs> you know, huh? my wife. Uh, then... So he wants to supernaturally pour out blessings upon you. It just overwhelms you. And and I I sit outside in the evenings, in the cool of the evening, and I just look. I got a condo to live in. I got two cars in the garage. I got clothes. I got food to eat. I mean, what more? I got everything. Why? Because... He keeps blessing. His blessings keep coming. This, that, wherever it comes from, whatever, that's what happens. It always takes place. Never fails. And, and he, <laughs> he actually said, um, all right, now, I'm telling you this is what it is. Now I want you to test me out. Yeah. This is one test you can test God with. You can try him out. Go to it. Put him to the test. And watching, watching, hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Because see, as we said before, everything belongs to God. Uh, it's First Chronicles 29, 12 and 14. Both riches and honor come from you, and you rule over all. In your hand are power and might, and in your hand is it to make great and to give strength to all. But who am I, and what is my people that we should be able thus to offer willingly? For all things come from you, and of your hand, and of, and of your own have we given you. Everything. See, all of this right here. Ain't much, but it's right there. That's his. <laughs> uh Matt, don't come up and get that thing. <laughs> but you know it's his, and uh, and Psalm twenty four one. You got that back there. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they who dwell therein. It's everything. Everything. Everything is his. You can't. You know, and back in, in Genesis two fifteen. Uh, you got that one too? I do. Okay, good enough. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and keep it. 215? Put him in the garden to dress and keep it. got to keep up. Well, what was he keeping? God's creation. God's property. He was taking care of what God had given him. And that's what we ought to do. We're to take care of what God's given us. No, don't worry about. 
I, I think I've told this before, and I'm going to tell it again, not that they honor me or anything, but and I, when I came to uh, Athens, Georgia, and um, started in this ministry here, and started in the church at uh, St. Stephen United Methodist Church, and next thing you know, God says, I want you to give your car away. Yeah, you told that. Huh? <laughs> you know? Huh? There was a lady that had no car and had a couple of children, and she had to get go to the job. She had nowhere to get there. It's not my car. Amen. Amen. Uh oh. Don't y'all don't you dare call me today and say I need a car. <laughs> no, but it's anyway. You can't get that one. I can't. I can't back up now. I can't. Cut! <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> well, I I can't give a lease car. I'll give him a waste car. <laughs> oh, Frank! I'm about to cut you off. Cut that out. <laughs> but I'm just trying to emphasize everything that we have is not ours. You're right. It doesn't belong to me. So. You know, the question that we need to ask every time we get up in the morning, okay, God, what do you want me to do with what you've given me? Amen. That's right, brother. What do you want to do with your property that you've given me? How do you want me to give? Yeah. And uh, yeah. and we, we give, we tithe, and often we give to special ministries. And uh, God put it on our heart to even set up a little tithing fund and savings, a little giving fund. And, and when something comes along, hey, this is where we need to give. This is where we need to give. And so you need to do that. You need to realize nothing belongs to me. I'm just a... Well, let's turn over to Matthew 19. I'm going past because we got time. Matthew 19. And I'm going to look at uh, starting with verse 16. I don't need these glasses. I don't know why I have them up here. <laughs> I keep falling, thinking I got to have them. Now behold, one came and said to him, Good teacher, what uh, good thing uh, shall I do to uh, have uh, eternal life? And so uh, Jesus said to him, "Uh, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one. That is God. But if you want to, to enter into life, keep the commandments. And Jesus and he said to uh, Jesus, well, which ones? And Jesus said to him, uh, well, you should uh, not murder, you should not commit adultery, you should not steal, you should not bear false witness, honor your father and your mother, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And the young man said, oh, well, I've done all these things from my youth. <sighs> what, what, what do I lack? Mm. And Jesus said to him, uh, if you want to uh, be perfect, go sell what you have and give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. And the young man said, Oh, good, get. No, I can't do that. I mean, that's what I got everything. You've done everything. I, I got so, I'm so rich. I can't. So what was he doing? He was depending on his riches and his good deeds to get him into heaven and to follow Jesus. And Jesus said, no, I just want you to give up everything. I don't want you to depend on anything but me. That's all. And uh, isn't that basically 
what it says over here in Matthew chapter 6. I can get that quicker because I got my Holy Spirit uh, paper clips today. Amen. <laughs> uh, verse, verse 21 in chapter 6 of Matthew. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where, where is your, where's, your, where's your heart? Is you own that money? I got I can't. Well, I'll, I'll give a little bit. I might start out giving two uh, percent. Uh, <laughs> no, start out at ten percent, and go from there. Ten yeah. percent is the starting place. <laughs> 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 Hallelujah! Uh, and then in verse twenty-four, no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be love the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot serve what you have in the way of riches and serve God at the same time. You're either going to serve one or the other. You're either going to, and the rich man says, well, i got so much, I can't do anything but. I've got to have these riches. Therefore, Jesus has said, okay, bye. <laughs> but you give that up and follow Jesus. And when you follow Jesus, guess what? you got more than what you started out with in the first place. Mm, you got life abundantly. You got blessings abundantly coming upon you. So I ask that question to you today. Ask God what you are to do with what He's given you. It's His. You're the good, supposed to be good stewards of what He's given you. Now, Father, where do you want me to give today? Where, Father? He'll show you. Yeah, but he'll put it on your heart. You don't have to write it in the sky. I've always wanted that to happen, you know. <laughs> I always wanted Jesus to show up right in the room and then speak, you know. No, he comes into, into, into your spirit that you know, that you know, that you know this is it. So I, I ask you today, get with him. God, where do you want me to give today? Where, where? Show me, and I'll, I'm going to be obedient. I choose to give it up, to give up everything, because it's all yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Tom, for more teaching, see you next time. www.flatterain.com for more teaching.